Our family values are under attack. As a husband and father, family is very important to me. I can get the word by listening to the Stone Builders Hour on my favorite podcast, iHeartRadio. You can check them out on other podcasts like Spotify and SoundCloud. As a man of faith, the word is very important to me. And I can get the truth from Pastor Gary and Elder J.C. Montgomery. Check them out on the Stone Builders Hour. Greetings and welcome to the Stone Builders Hour with Pastor Gary, my lovely wife, Elder J.C., your host today and yesterday and tomorrow. Uh, you know, the last two shows, we've had some great Yes, yes, my, we did. My brother and sisters, uh, they were here with JC and I on the farm for a long extended pre-holiday uh, weekend, enjoying memories and creating new ones. And what that showed is that family is at the center of the Almighty's plan for happiness and progress of his creation. You know, the Bible teaches that Jehovah established families from the very beginning and gives many examples of strong families and teaches how to have a lovely, happy family. I mean, how many times have you heard the phrase, a family that prays together stays together? Amen. You know, I've heard it so much. I thought it was in the Bible. You know, I, you know, I sure enough did. But Matthew eighteen nineteen assures us of God's presence when families join together, standing in agreement as a unified body, petitioning him on behalf of their family's needs. My family's needs. We're always petitioning uh, to the Almighty. Praise God. But I'll say the scripture, JC, and then I, I need you to jump in. Matthews 18 says, again, I say to you that if two of you agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my father in heaven. That's a hard scripture because we weren't, you know, two more agree. That's hard. You and I have been married for 50 years and we can't agree on a lot of stuff, even well, even contents of the program. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the whole thing. It's about family. It's about coming together. Well, welcome, podcasts and radio family, to another session. And guess what? We are going to focus again on family because of the importance. When Pastor's family, his brother and two sisters visited, that was a blessing. And we wanted to share them with you. What was a better blessing was their coming was the encouragement yes. that they gave us that we're doing something that it's a lot of hard work that they may not want to do, but they thought this was awesome. Ingrid got an opportunity to walk the land and I'm sure as she was walking, she was praying. So we know we are what is it? God is setting us up for a miracle. And pastors always talk about he going to walk into his healing. So we are looking forward to that. And guess what? We, we talked about being married for 50 years. We've known, I've known Gary since 1968. So now I have more brothers and sisters too. One of the things that we need to do is really focus on something that I think a lot of us don't do anymore. And Lamentations, this is in the Old Testament, Lamentations 3, 22 through 23 states it clearly. 
It is of the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Every morning. Great is thy faithfulness. Hmm. And you know, we're going to play a little bit later. C.C. Wyden. C.C. Wyden. <laughs> Great is thy faithfulness. Morning to morning. I'm not going to sing that. <laughs> but we're going to play a little bit of C.C. Wyden right there. We're just sing on yes. the radio. Praise but God. it's just awesome to know that it's the Lord's mercies that keep us not being consumed. And I thought that was awesome. I know that we definitely need to uh, to keep our uh, prayers to go up so blessings can come down. I know um, my sisters and they bro, hey, what should we wear? Work clothes. <laughs> when they came to visit, and sure enough, um, you know, working with your hands, um, something about, being next to the land and being self-sufficient. And uh, and I believe that God wants us to work the land. Well, he did that anyways. He forced, you know, when Adam sinned, he said, work that land. Yes, he did. We're going to make it hard on you too. But you know, that's part of our heritage. It's unfortunate our children don't believe that. They, they know they can go to the store and get stuff. But when you have to produce it yourself, mm-hmm. kill the chicken or get the eggs it makes the whole story of why we're here really believable because we are no longer looking at it from afar like those farmers. We're now become those farmers, and it's hard work. That's right, and we're going to dispatch a couple chickens this weekend. Yes, we are, (laughs) and they're not laying any eggs, and and it's funny because they They come running up when I – peek in on them they running up because they think we're going to be feeding them every time we come up to the spot and i said nope no eggs we're gonna have some fried chicken and i kept yeah, saying it's coming that. up it's coming up they're gonna be tasty birds you know but today you know it's about a family affair yes part three and uh, because families are for us the foundation of society and today we want to just discuss briefly what happens without families you know, one of the first things that caught our attention that is like the high cost of running for office and how many of you are of, uh, are aware of the true nature of our vote, what it means and how it impacts our future. Because we had about 400, there was like over $400 million spent on that Georgia race between uh, Senator uh, Warnock and um, Herschel Walker. And uh, he spent uh, uh, like 150 million, and and Walker he spent like 58 million. And, and well, what and, I could do and, with that? And they want to represent our interests. They're you, not you, representing our interests. Since you brought that up, Pastor, I wanted to go back just a little bit because Abraham Lincoln said, "A house divided against itself cannot stand." And he said this back in 1858. Mm. So when you look at who are these representatives, whether they're representatives or senators, who are they truly representing? Are they representing your interests? 
you may have contributed to the the race, whether Democrat or Republican or Libertarian. But when you add up those numbers, who truly is going to have an influence over these men and women that we're putting into office? And one of the things that I think Abraham Lincoln was concerned about, he was concerned about a house divided. Mm. And these races have caused such a division between people, white and black, uh, between the sexes, between uh, North and South, because a lot of this money, when you mentioned four hundred million, a lot of this money came from the outside. Right, came from the Georgia. Right, came from people like your um, I'm, I'm Facebook kind of folks. Your uh, what are they called? Social media gurus, uh, Google, those kinds of things. So, what are they trying to influence? And who's gonna? How are they going to impact my family? Truly. Your family. How did my vote count? You know, when you got uh, someone spending $150 million for a $100,000 a year salary mm. job, you know, what's up with that? You know, it, and why would uh, they invest? I mean, there was over a billion dollars uh, that was spent for this last political race. Now, for 2022, yeah. We still got homelessness. Yes. Uh, you still got people uh, living in the streets. Joblessness. Uh, you still have a uh, breakdown in the families. You have, um, you know, our youth are off out of control. The chain. Yes. Out of control. But when I see those races and how much money they've been spending, how will their vote impact me? And who do they represent? Because normally the, the squeaky wheel is the one who gets the attention. Yep. So who do they represent now? Because not representing me. Yeah. And and going back to Lincoln, remember, he was there during one of the darkest periods of our uh, history, uh, American history, and that was the Civil War. And one of the things that he because uh, let's put everything in perspective. During that time he was growing up, you know, many times they didn't have grammar books. They didn't have uh when they went to school, they didn't have the, the things, the choices of books and paper and all of that uh, to learn. So the Bible was their principal doctrine that they read from, that they wrote about and everything. And so you're looking at a man who grew up with the Bible. And one of the things he talked about is we have been the recipients of the choices, bounties of heaven. We have been preserved these many years in peace and prosperity. We have grown in numbers, wealth, and power as no other nation has ever grown. But we have forgotten God. And I think that's, yes. And I think that's the important thing that we need to remember because even though we talk about being a Christian nation, there are so many things going on within our nation that are so unchristian. Uh, we call ourselves believers because we, we, look at it from a different perspective that we need to be about our father's business. And as a believer, we're going to move forward on that. Christian is just a title, just as anything else, like senator, representative. But again, there was over a billion dollars spent in the United States for these races. 
someone we need to start taking a look at that and really being serious about it amen praise god so uh what can we do well i think we need to get politically involved but i really think we need to look at how we're going to move forward and not backwards um i'm trying to look at this i wanted to come bring up uh this little uh when we talk about this song um i want us to move forward with that <laughs> it's funny how in um uh in luke 12 uh, 15 do you suppose uh where's that at Twelve fifteen. do you suppose that i came to grant peace on earth I tell you, no, but rather division. <laughs> it sounds like, uh, who said that? It sounds like the Ooh. devil. In Proverbs 17, one is better as a dry morsel and mm. quietness with it than a house full of feasting with strife. Mm. So and, and trust me, we are in strife. We're going to take a, a short intermission. Um, I'm going to bring up CeCe Winans because I love this song. Great um, is thy faithfulness. Great is thy faithfulness. Morning by morning. <laughs> they don't want to hear We have a better version. <laughs> God is good. Stay tuned. All the time. She sings it. She's awesome. Praise God. You know, we wanted to talk about a family fair because a family that stays together, you know, prays together. But what's happening that with our families that there's so much civil unrest uh, to the point that mobs of our youth, they're breaking in the stores and taking what they want. And most people say it's okay. But, you know, in the Philadelphia area, there's one store owner that hired a security force of men with AK-15s to keep his store from being robbed. Is he correct? Um, would you? Uh, it's a gas station in Philadelphia, but you know they've been doing this all around the country. But um, is he correct in uh, having an armed guard of a uh, with uh, men standing around with uh, AR-15s? Or um, is he wrong? Would you go pump gas? Or he has video where he has been robbed several times or that flash mob of kids come in and just destroy your property and all the contents thereof. Well, let me um, play just a small excerpt on some of the things that he's talking about right here. All right, we got a question for you. Would this make you feel safe? Take a look. A security guard armed with a semi-automatic weapon. It's happening at a North Philly gas station. The owner coming up with the idea to scare off criminals. If you saw this, this is our go vote for tonight. Would you feel safer 
or uncomfortable. So right now the vote is 65% of you saying safer, 35% uncomfortable. So be sure to vote at fox29.com slash go vote. Seanette, you spoke with the gas station owner who says this is needed to keep both his workers and customers safe. Yeah, interesting listening to those numbers uh, you just gave us, Sheba. So the store manager says that he had to do something more than call 911. And most customers, I'll tell you, that I talked to this evening on and off camera say that they support this. But there were a few who say they don't believe this is the right approach. Well, whether you agree or not, um, he decided he wanted to do something uh, because his store was not only being robbed, but it was being destroyed. And, you know, every now and then when you're running home after work, you have things that you want to just pick up real quick. You don't want to go to either Walmart or bigger stores. You just want to be able to run in and have the convenience of getting what you need. Or pump some gas. Yes. without pick up a candy bar. Without someone. Because the new thing is now, um, that was one of the things that was happening in Philadelphia. We talked to our daughter. Her birthday was just re- recently. Happy birthday. Yeah, Jelena. We won't say your age at 43 years old. <laughs> daughter number two. Right. And then we have our baby girl is uh, tomorrow. So, uh She's going to be 31. Boy, getting up there. All getting old. (laughs) But the whole idea was um, kids, uh, moms of kids were actually coming up. If you got out of your car, knocked you down, stole your car, and they were doing that all over. And that's scary when you think about what possesses um, our youth and sometimes our young folks to believe that this is okay. Uh, That's... That's scary to me. Yeah, because you're going over and you're knocking over your mama. Yes. Your sister. Yes. Or your daddy. Yes. And you're coming in with violent, with weapons and everything, carjacking folks. Uh, And what I'm afraid of is there is going to be that one person they do that to and they get shot down because folks are packing now. I mean, it's like left and right. Everyone's packing. Uh, we've become a version of the what? The wild, wild west. Yeah. It's a fam- and how is this a family affair? Well, one of the problems is uh, when talking with our daughter, she was saying a lot of those families don't care. Um, the parents are doing their own thing. And, and indicative of that is the woman who dyed her eyeballs. Oh, oh, Have no. you heard that one? <laughs> Now, she <laughs> saw somebody who had done it, somebody famous. Y'all better watch out what you watch on this yes. TikTok or Twitter. Right. Or all. <laughs> she thought it looked so cool, and she decided to dye her eyeballs. eyeballs not the, not the contact lenses, the white, part of, the white part of the eyeball. Her daughter said, Mom, don't do it. Don't do it. She said, and if you do do it, just do one. And she has five children already. Yes. A 32-year-old woman with five children want to die her eyeballs. Well, she did it. Oh, no. And now she may be going blind permanently because the, the TikToker that she followed did it and apparently had issues too but I, I don't know being younger maybe whatever the reason she's not going blind but this woman might be going blind in both eyes what she had one possessed eye you? blue and the other one purple purple right what possesses a person to do such a thing and my my whole thing is we need to turn back to the Bible. We be, well, let me let me see if I can find something real quick. Do not dye your eyeballs. Oh, um, 
What? But that's not the She's only raising thing. Children. Yes. But it looks like the children got sense. <laughs> we told her mother, don't dye your eyeballs. But oh, if God. that if that is what's happening with our children who are being raised under these circumstances, and you know, and it's not so much that it's a travesty for the child. What's the bad thing is that they don't think what they're doing is incorrect or it's a it's a good thing for them but yet they're showing the child hey you can do anything you desire and there won't be any consequences but in her case there's going to be some consequences because now she can't see wow and and they're leading our families yes wondering why we have problems single head of households you know uh you need to man up and and invest time resources and your own personal in in um, energy into your children your children and what's so sad is that you may have you know children by different women and those men and those children are out there being raised by a single mom without your input without child support and for you men who are paying child support and doing uh, the right thing continue to do the right thing and invest in those those young uh young young men and young women because they need their fathers second chronicles 630 says then hear thou from heaven thy dwelling place and forgive and render unto every every man according unto all his ways whose heart thou knowest, for thou only knowest the hearts of the children of men. We should know our children so well that we're looking out for them. We're looking out for their best interests. We're not doing enough of that. And our children are watching us. Remember, whatever we're doing in the dark is going to be known. It's going to be revealed. And somehow our children are looking and saying, Look at all the stars, the the actors, the TikTokers that they're following. They're saying, oh, this is the way to go. And we're saying, no, it is not. Mm-hmm. We need a different philosophy. We need a different voice. And that is and the, and that reasoning is God going back to the Bible. Um, Daniel 1 4 says children in whom we um, whenever they were pit chosen to do certain things the king said choose children who had no blemish and so they because they will have an ability to tell the king the direction they need to go do you understand that mm. if we're bringing up our children in the ways of the Lord that isn't that uh, they said old men will dream dreams and young men will see vision. Yeah. So we're cutting off our children's vision, ladies and gentlemen. We need to be raising them in the admonition of the Lord so that they can lead this nation. 
Because to be honestly truthful, when you look at the United States and all the offices and everything, and you see what's going on on TV and everything, that's a lot of old men leading this <laughs> nation. <laughs> um, nothing against you, oh, old years. men, no, because no, I, old I'm, men I'm and old women. I, I'm married <laughs> to an old man. Praise God! <laughs> but you need the young folks to follow. Yeah. So you can have new vision. Because uh, Zechariah 10.7 says, children shall see it and be glad. Their hearts shall rejoice in the Lord. They'll see it mm. and they'll rejoice. So they will lead this nation into a new direction. But we are in the muck and the mire as far as I'm concerned. We're spending a billion dollars on races. We have mobs of children, youth. I'll, I'll take out the children, youth, because they're probably between those ages of 19 to 25, running around and acting like they can take whatever they want. want. Yeah. And that's okay. You don't pay for it. Yes. Oh, and what, and the one side says, well, it's okay because they never got that. Hey, I grew up poor, <laughs> poor, as according to pastor. And I don't remember ever running out and trying to take something because one, I probably would have got knocked down, shot or whatever, but we'd learned the product of work. Yeah. Work is where you got it. Education is where you got it. And we are nowhere near that point anymore. Pastor? Well, that's just so sad that, you know, our country is such a point that with our political system, the being the way it is, that you have our president uh, who's been in office since he's been a young man, never had a job. Uh, we had uh, other senators uh, that have been in there like 20, 30, 40 years mm -hmm. and never had a job, never created a paycheck, uh, but always been on the government payroll. And you have people like, um, you know, there's a couple of senators, um, Feinstein. I mean, they've been in there forever. Ever. And mm -hmm. how are they staying in tune with us and the needs of our families when it's not about us anymore? It's about whatever agenda that their purpose in order for them to get wealth no one's talking about here we are in the holiday season and um, gas prices uh, even though they're coming down there's still some issues with the food supply yeah you know there's uh chickens uh ovarian flu that they had to kill like a million chickens did you yes. all hear about that yep. i guess that we means hear about no it. we hear about it here because we in farm country <laughs> yeah it's like you got a million chick that's gonna affect the price of chicken yes and then price many, of eggs and how many slipped through you know that mm. made it to the marketplace on your dinner table mm. So I'm glad that, uh, so I recommend that, uh, I know we're winding down on time, that, that all y'all start growing your own backyard garden mm -hmm. so you can feed yourself and look at your local ordinance that you can get maybe one or two uh, city chickens. Yeah. You can raise, chickens are easy to raise. Yes, they are. With you. They kind of take care of themselves yep. once you feed them. But uh, just to say that we are living in perilous times. Definitely perilous times, and we have to get back to the family. You well, know, the, his word, I'm just saying, Romans 12 12, it, it states that to rejoice in hope, mm. be patient in tribulation, yes, and continue steadfastly in prayer because a family that prays together does stay together. It is in Romans 12 12. All right. Oh, God, well, we need you. Yep. Second, yeah. I just want to add the second Corinthians. 
12, 14, it says, Behold, the third time I am ready to come to you. This is Yeshua speaking to us. And I will not be burdensome to you, for I seek not yours, but you. For the children ought not to lay up for the parents, but the parents for the children. Parents, you need to get busy and start managing and directing and providing and nurturing your children so that they can grow up in, as I said before, in the admonition of the Lord. Pastor, I'll let you close us out. Lord, thank you for family. What a privilege it is to join together with our loved ones in prayer. God, Jehovah Almighty, help us to reestablish prayer as the hallmark of our families today because we are in a crisis. Teach us how to come to you collectively in the good times and also during the hard times, knowing that as we come to you, you are there with us. And I say that in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Join us next week for some solutions. Hey, we'll be back.